What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Winona Ryder. Ryder is one of my favorite actresses of all time. I think she is one of the most signature movie stars of her era, and I don't think she gets enough credit for how many good movies she's appeared in over the course of her career. I mean, she started off her career starring in these weird, quirky movies that turned out to be massive hits. I'm talking about films like Heathers. Heathers, on paper, does not look like it would be a hit, but I think it's become a cult classic. This film stars Ryder and Christian Slater. It is one of the most crazy films I've ever seen. It's not a great premise, but I think that movie absolutely works. I mean, that's up there with my two favorite Christian Slater movies. I would go Heathers and I would go True Romance. Other than that, I'm not really that big a fan of Christian Slater, but Winona Ryder in this film is is amazing. She carries this film. You watch Heathers and you're like, Winona, you are a movie star. And then she makes appearances in two of Tim Burton classics. Well, I'm talking about Beetlejuice along with Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin, and she also stars with Johnny Depp in Edward Scissorhands. Both of those films, Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands, were box office hits. Not only really good quality films, a lot a lot of people have seen Beetlejuice, which is an all-time classic. People know what I'm talking about when I talk about Beetlejuice. That is a massive success. And even Edward Scissorhands, a lot of people have seen that movie, even though it's one of the weirdest films ever made. I mean, Ryder just fits in so well with those early Tim Burton films. I love early Tim Burton movies. He was one of the best directors at the time, and he's so signature. Like, I just wish I wish she was in more of those Tim Burton movies. I wish she got to show up in Batman. That would have been amazing. I wish she was in Ed Wood. Like, I just want more films directed by Tim Burton that star Winona Ryder. There have been rumors, countless rumors over the years that there's going to be a Beetlejuice 2. Count me in just so that I can see Winona Ryder reunite with Tim Burton because that is an excellent director-actress duo. Then in the early 90s, Ryder works with two of the signature filmmakers of their time. First, she works with Francis Ford Coppola on Bram Stoker's Dracula, along with Gary Oldman, Sir Anthony Hopkins, and Keanu Reeves. This movie is nuts. I really enjoyed it. I thought some of the moments of it were a bit over the top. Interestingly enough, Winona Ryder was supposed to star in Coppola's film, The Godfather Part 3, but she dropped out in that role infamously went to Sofia Coppola, who a lot of critics thought were bad in that movie. So we could have been living in a world where Winona Ryder was in Godfather Part 3 along with Al Pacino and Andy Garcia. But alas, that didn't happen, and she worked with Coppola on Bram Stoker's Dracula, one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. And then she works with Martin Scorsese on Age of Innocence, getting her first Academy Award nomination. Ryder stars in this film along with Daniel Day-Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer. This film is really good. It's not a top-tier Martin Scorsese film, but I think Winona Ryder gives one of her best acting performances ever in this film and definitely deserve that Oscar nomination. Now, there's one year in her career where I look at, and I think it's the year of Winona Ryder, and that's 1994, and that's not just because it was the year I was 
Reborn, it was because she gives her two best performances in that year. First, she starred in Ben Stiller's coming-of-age comedy, Reality Bites, with Ethan Hawke, Steve Zahn, and Janine Garofalo. I absolutely love this film. It is one of the best coming-of-age stories ever. Winona Ryder plays this character who's coming off of college and doesn't know what to do with her life, and she doesn't know who she should end up with. Should she date Ben Stiller, the successful person who knows what his life is like, or should she date the reckless Ethan Hawke character? This is one of the best films of the early 90s, and it is one of the most underrated films of all time. If you have not seen Reality Bites, I highly recommend it. And then she stars in the 1994 version of Little Women along with Claire Danes, Christian Bale, Susan Sarandon, and Kirsten Dunst. I love this version of the film. First off, Winona Ryder gets her second Oscar nomination for this performance. It is the best performance of her career. I love Winona Ryder in this film. I think her Joe Marsh is just as good as Saoirse Ronan's version of the character that we got last year. And there's another performance in this movie that I think is super special, and that's Claire Danes in this movie. I know how good the 2019 version of Little Women is, but if you haven't seen the 1994 version, I definitely recommend it. This was the year of Winona Ryder, 1994. She gives her two best performances. Her best is in Little Women, and her second best is in Reality Bites. This was a special year for Winona Ryder. I look back at this year, I can't believe she made both of those movies in the same year. That's how special of an actress she was at the time. In the mid-1990s, Ryder continued to make interesting films. In 1996, she re-teamed with Daniel Day-Lewis, who she co-starred on The Age of Innocence with, and they teamed up for The Crucible. I saw this movie in school, and it was probably the first time I saw Winona Ryder on screen, and I was terrified by her performance. I think she is scary good in this movie. It's so interesting that she starred in two movies with Daniel Day-Lewis, and both times, she outstaged him. She's better than him in Age of Innocence, and she's better than him in The Crucible. Not a lot of actors give better performances than Daniel Day-Lewis, somebody that a lot of people consider to be the greatest actor of all time. That's how good Winona Ryder is. She outacted Daniel Day-Lewis not once, but twice. Then she co-starred with Angelina Jolie in the film Girl Interrupted. This is the film that got Angelina Jolie her Oscar, but it's Winona Ryder who gives a really good lead performance in this movie. This is not my favorite Winona Ryder film, but I do think it's interesting, and I think she has really good chemistry with Angelina Jolie. And then by the early 2000s, Ryder's career was at a down point. She starred with Adam Sandler in the film Mr. Deeds. This is not one of the better Adam Sandler films, and Ryder herself was going through personal struggles. But by the end of the decade, she bounced back pretty nicely, co-starring in two of the better films of that decade. She starred in J.J. Abrams' sci-fi epic Star Trek. I mean, it's a small role for Ryder in this film, but I really liked her in this movie, and she had a small supporting role in Darren Aronofsky's film Black Swan, along with Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. Her career renaissance was tapped off by her joining the cast of Netflix show Stranger Things. I mean, people seem to forget that when this show started, Winona Ryder 
Snyder was the only big name involved in the cast. Millie Bobby Brown was not famous. Finn Wolfhard was not famous. David Harbour was not famous. He was just a supporting actor in some big movies, but he was not a well-known name. Winona Ryder was the big name of this show. So she had a lot to gain and a lot to lose when it came to the success of this show. And this is really the first big Netflix show that hit me when I was like, when this came out, I had to watch Stranger Things. And it is one of my favorite Netflix shows of all time. And I think Winona Ryder is incredible as Will's mother in this show. I mean, she's not just the mother who's super worried about her child getting lost because that role can be boring at times as she's just sitting there and worrying about her her son who's gone missing. No, this character actually takes action and tries to save her son. And she has really incredible chemistry with David Harbour. I think it's underrated what she does in this show. I think people take it for granted. I think she should get Emmy nominations for her performance in this show. I think in the hands of another actress, this character might not be as interesting. She might just be the worrisome mother. But I think Winona Ryder, with Ryder, that movie star comes out and she makes this character compelling. And again, her and David Harbour have really great chemistry together. I just think Winona Ryder gave this show some credibility. When I heard she was in it, I was actually interested to watch the show because again, she was the only big name at the time who was attached to the show. I wasn't going to watch a show because David Harbour was in it. I didn't know any of the kids, but when I heard Winona Ryder was a lead of the show on Netflix, I was like, I'm going to give this show a chance. Now, she's not the biggest part of its breakout. She's not giving the best performance on the show that goes to like Millie Bobby Brown and David Harbour. They're giving better performances, but I think Winona Ryder is still a key cog in the success that is Stranger Things, and she deserves a lot of credit for having a second career like this, being on a hit TV show. After being one of the biggest movie stars on the planet, she's made the transition to television star quite well. I feel like that's how you get longevity as an actress. I mean, there was a point in her career where she was the lead in so many great films, and now she's in that part of her career where she's not as famous anymore, she's not as well-known, she's not the lead of movies anymore, so she takes a smaller role on a Netflix show, and it turns out to be a hit. I think that's what leads to longevity. Her willing to take a supporting role with a bunch of unknowns. That's what acting is. That's how you have a long career. She wasn't going to be able to maintain being the lead of movies forever, and I think she's really bounced back in a huge way. So many people now know Winona Ryder because of Stranger Things, so they probably go back and watch her movies and know her work way more than they would have. Stranger Things, in a weird way, has put her on the map for a second time in her career. Probably the thing I love most about Winona Ryder is she is insanely versatile as an actress. She's worked across all genres. She's been in horror films like Beetlejuice and Dracula, period dramas like The Crucible and Little Woman, sci-fis like Alien Resurrection, Star Trek, and Stranger Things, comedies like Reality Bites. She's believable in any setting, in any time, in any genre. That's something that not a lot of people have. Like so many actresses, we say, wow, Kate Winslet, she really only works in period dramas, even though when she's in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, she's incredible, but we really only see Kate Winslet in period dramas. The same thing with Kira Knightley. I love those actresses, but they're mostly known for that 
that one genre of film. Winona Ryder is somebody you can't put into a box. There's no such thing as a type of Winona Ryder film. She's been in all types of film. She's been in these big blockbusters like Alien Resurrection. She's been in smaller films like The Crucible. She's done every single type of movie. There's no such thing as a type of Winona Ryder film. I can't label what kind of movie she should be in. She's believable in any single type of genre, any single type of movie. I also think a strong case can be made that Winona Ryder is the signature movie star actress of the 1990s. You just look at her consistency and the filmmakers she was working with. She worked with Tim Burton. She worked with Martin Scorsese. She worked with James Mangold and Francis Ford Coppola. She worked with Daniel Day-Lewis twice and she outacted him both times in those movies. Reality Bites is one of the signature coming-of-age movies I've ever seen. No one was as consistent. No one was as more compelling as Winona Ryder in the 1990s. When you look back at that decade and you look at all of the actresses, yes, there are really great actresses in the 1990s and they all had some great performances, but many of them had ups and downs. Nicole Kidman was up and down in the 90s. Julia Roberts was up and down in the 90s. The most consistent actress of the 1990s in my eyes is Winona Ryder. I don't think she made a bad film during that era where she was the lead of and she got two Oscar nominations to show for in Age of Innocence and in Little Women and she probably should have took home the Oscar for Little Woman. It is that good of a performance and I think an argument can be made that she should have got more Oscar nominations during that decade. I think she should have got a Best Lead Actress nomination for Reality Bites. Her and Ethan Hawke are the most interesting thing in that movie. She definitely deserved a nomination, and I also think she deserved a Supporting Actress nomination for The Crucible. In a movie with Daniel Day-Lewis, if you are the most interesting thing in that movie, you deserve an Oscar nomination, and that's how interesting Winona Ryder is in that movie. So, I'm making the argument right here, right now, Winona Ryder is the best actress of the 1990s. And she's not only a movie star, she's a wonderful actress. What's also interesting, when you look back at the movies she was in in the 1990s, how many other stars came from those movies? I mean, Claire Danes in Little Women, Kirsten Dunst was in Little Women, Christian Bale, the guy who would go on to be Batman, was in Little Women. She starred with Keanu Reeves before he was in the Matrix. I mean, so many of these stars were in movies where Winona Ryder was the lead. Also, re-watching these movies, Ryder is able to have instant chemistry with whoever her co-stars are. She can have chemistry with Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves, Christian Bale. I mean, come on, she has chemistry with everyone. She had really great chemistry with Daniel Day-Lewis, both times she starred with him. She has insane chemistry with David Harbour on Stranger Things. I think that's a rare ability to be able to have chemistry with literally anyone who is your 
co-star in a movie. That is a rare talent that not everyone has, and seemingly Winona Ryder has it. Think about the movie Reality Bites. We want her to end up with the Ethan Hawke character because she has an insane amount of chemistry with Ethan Hawke's character, even though Ben Stiller is clearly the one she should end up with. But we're rooting for the Ethan Hawke character because of their chemistry, and I think that all goes back to Winona Ryder. She is capable of having chemistry with whoever her co-star is. That is a rare, rare ability that not all actresses have, and she still has it even after all these decades of working. I mean, Stranger Things, David Harbour, an insane amount of chemistry with him on that show. It's one of the best things about that show is their chemistry. I also think Ryder has this rare ability to make you believe that these absurd things are actually real. Like, I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, an insane movie that I found absurd at times, but I felt invested in it because I believed Winona Ryder was actually going through that. In Stranger Things, she's completely believable as this delusional mother who's searching for her kid. You believe she's going through that, so it makes the thing feel more real. You can put Winona Ryder in an insane situation as an actress, and she can make that situation feel real. And not a lot of people have that ability as well. Look again at Edward Scissorhands. There's no reason that movie should work, but it does because of Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. You care about those characters, so you care about that ridiculous situation because they're movie stars and they're really good actors. That's what Winona Ryder brings to a movie. She can put you in unbelievable situations and make you care about it. I think Heather's at times is completely ridiculous, but somehow I care about that movie and I care about that character because of Winona Ryder. That's what she brought as an actress in the 1990s. She brought something that no one else brings anymore. She made the movie special, not the other way around. These were not, no doubt about it, box off hits. Heather's is not an obvious hit. It's a hit because of movie stars. Winona Ryder shined in the era of when movie stars made the movie. Reality Bites was not a hit, but it's become a cult classic in a large part due to her performance. She made these movies special, not the other ways around. Nowadays, you add a star and you put him in the movie and the movie makes the star. Winona Ryder was acting in an era where she became the star, not the movies. The movies didn't matter. It's the fact that Winona Ryder was in them that made them special. These were not obvious hits. Beetlejuice is not an obvious hit. It probably wouldn't even be a hit today, but because of the people in it, it became a hit movie. That's what Winona Ryder brought to movies and that's why her career is so special because she was in so many different kind of movies and they weren't trying to make her a big name. She made the movie big. It's the opposite of what it is today. So many of these movies are trying to make these actors into big names, but Winona Ryder was a big name that made these smaller movies big. The last thing I'll say about Winona Ryder is I think she's on the top of the list 
of the best actresses not to win an Oscar. I know she's been nominated twice again for Age of Innocence and Little Woman, but she should really have an Oscar. I want her to keep starring in movies just so she can get an Oscar at some point because she is worthy of that. You look at her career, her consistency. She is definitely one of the best actresses not to have an Oscar ever. I'm hoping in the next few years she comes back to movies in a big way and gets her an Oscar. I don't care if it's for supporting. I don't care if it's for leading. Somebody get Winona Ryder an Oscar because she's had one of the best careers in Hollywood history as a movie star actress. I definitely think she's the best movie star actress of the 1990s. There's no doubt in my mind. Look at the movie she starred in. No one was more compelling than Winona Ryder in the 1990s. If she was starring in the movie, then you had to go and watch it. And those type of performers are few and far between. I just feel like there's never been another actress like Winona Ryder. There's no one to compare her to. On a previous podcast talking about Julia Roberts, I said there are a lot of careers that have been like Julia Roberts. You have the star, you have the rise, you have the fall, you have the comeback. There's never been a career like Winona Ryder. She started to star in these weird stretch of films and then she became a mega movie star. I don't feel like anyone's quite been like Winona Ryder. Maybe Anya Taylor-Joy has a little bit of that where you're like, I don't know where her career is going to go next. She starred in some of these weird projects. Maybe Anya Taylor-Joy is the next Winona Ryder, but until then, there's only been one career like Winona Ryder, and that's why I think she's one of my favorite actresses of all time, is because she's so unique and she's so one of a kind. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>